Hello, I'm Pam Burrows, People Booster, here to cheer you up, calm you down and stop you going pop. And here we are, episode 29 already. Oh my goodness. So next time is going to be our 30th anniversary of making a podcast. <laughs> Hopefully we'll do something special. I'll have to put my thinking cap on because I can't really share cake with you through the airwaves. Now, you might have noticed that I've gone from doing weekly podcasts to monthly podcasts. So apologies if you're missing out, but I've just got so busy with my training work, training teams on stress reduction that something had to go. So unfortunately, it was the podcast, but still determined to keep it going and keep it regular. So it's going to be on the last Wednesday of every month. I had to think about that. Last Wednesday of every month. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, so let's see what's happening today. Welcome to the Burnout Buster podcast, helping you to shed the stress. And today we are going to explore the idea of loving what you do the good, the bad, and the, oh my goodness, what day is it? (laughs) But first, rather appropriately, let's do some letting go. So we're going to do a letting go that is really, really simple. And actually, you can do this one if you are driving or operating machinery, as long as you're still concentrating on what you're doing. And it's very simple. All we're going to do is count the breath, four counts to breathe in and six counts to breathe out. Just to recap something that I'm sure I've probably mentioned before, which is that as you breathe in, the body experiences just a slight stress, just a slight moment of alertness. We breathe in just before we're about to do something like jump in a swimming pool or pick up a heavy box. It's our preparation for something that's going to happen. And the out breath is something that relaxes us. There's lots of relaxing things that come on with the out breath. And it's the thing you do at the end of the day when you finally land on the sofa and just give that out breath. So we're going to focus on breathing out a little further than we're breathing in just for two extra counts. So get comfy, roll your shoulders, ease your head and neck out, just get ready. And then begin to count the breath. So in for four, out for six. Ideally, you're breathing in and out through your nose if that's comfortable. That helps to calm everything down when we breathe through our nose. It helps us to breathe longer. There's a lot of filtering that's going on. And it brings a lot more calm to the body and the brain. So we're breathing in for four. We're breathing out for six. So one, two, three, four. Out, one, two, three, four, five, six. Do that at your own pace in terms of the rate at which you would count. If six feels too much, then drop the in-breath down to three and breathe out for five. Or count a little quicker. It's up to you. But what I want you to do is continue to do that while I'm speaking. So if you haven't already begun, then begin to breathe in for four and breathe out for six. And as you're doing that, I'm just going to describe what's happening in the body as you're doing that. 
So we used to think that breathing was the simple act of breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide. But there's a a very special little part at the very middle, deep in the middle of your brain that actually can tell how much carbon dioxide there is in the body and then regulates your stress levels in accordance with that. So the least carbon dioxide would suggest that you're doing good breathing out and it's okay, it's safe to relax. So now we know the science behind why breathing makes such a difference. This is just one example of it. And one piece of research showed that it only takes one minute a day of this four, six breathing to help you to sleep better. So one minute and there you go. That's the minute. So I hope you're joining in because I very sneakily snuck upon you a little minute timer. So that's how quickly a minute can go by. And let's face it, you've not even have to, you didn't have to stop to meditate or do yoga. You didn't need a mat. You didn't need any special equipment. You could just do this while you're reading, while you're working, while you're even having a conversation. If you're doing a lot of listening, you can be doing a four, six breathing during that time. Now, if you think that one minute a day of this can make a difference to the quality of your sleep, just imagine if you do it for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Imagine you're doing it while you're watching the telly, while you're washing the pots. Any number of activities can still be done with that four, six breathing. The other thing that's happening as as another layer is that because you're counting, that gives your brain something else to do. So there's less room for it to be rambling on and ruminating on the things that are worrying you. So that's just one little way that you can let go of tension, increase your health and well-being, increase calm and help yourself to sleep. So let's have a look now. Let's have a little explore of today's topic of loving what you do. So in this episode, we're exploring loving what you do. There's a Japanese um, model, let's call it, a, a Japanese way of thinking about your purpose in the world. And it's called Ikigai, I K I G A I, Ikigai. And what Ikigai looks at is whether what you're doing ticks all the boxes. So there are four parts to Ikigai. One is that you love what you do. The second is that it earns you the amount of money that you need to earn. The third one is that you're good at it, which kind of is important. And the fourth one is that it's a service to the world. And when you put all those circles together, the bit in the middle that interlocks all those four aspects is your perfect purpose in the world. Now, let's have a quick look at that. I see it all the time when people are setting up or thinking about setting up a new business. They choose to do something that they think will make a load of money, but they're not actually going to enjoy it or they're not very good at it. Lots of people set up a business and do something that they really, really love, but they're a bit rubbish at getting paid for it. So we need to look at all four aspects. Is, is it something you're going to enjoy doing so that you can, you can get through the challenges, you can push on when times are hard and, um, you know, when it really feels like you want to give up? You've got to love it to be able to push on when, uh, when that happens. You need to be good at it and be able to do it reasonably easy. If it's something that you've just learned to do and it's a hard struggle, then you need to be 
um, adding that into the mix. And it needs to be something that serves the world. Do people actually want this? Is this something that's that's going to be um, lapped up? You know, you're going to have a customer base. So all of these things, loving it, being good at it, it provides a service and it will bring in the money. I'm doing these in the different order every time I say them just to keep your brain going. And that bit in the middle is Ikigai. Now, if you have already found that, if you are absolutely loving what you do, if you've got all the other three boxes ticked as well, then that's even better. And as usual, there's a big butt. I cannot lie. I like big butts. When you come to loving what you do, there needs to be a balance. You can love what you do to the point where you completely lose sight of eating, hydrating, resting, doing anything other than working. Maybe even when you're not working, you're still thinking about working. And actually, it begins to take over 24-7. Keeps you awake at night, wakes you up in the morning, occupies your thoughts even when you're on holiday. So when it comes to burnout, we need to be really careful of this. And the main reason that it's a big sticky problem is that when you love what you do, you will use that to make excuses. People will say you work too many hours, you work more hours than you get paid for, you put too much effort into that. Um, you know, if it's a if it's a paid job, then you're doing more hours than you're paid for. If it's a business, you're giving your customers too much of your time and energy for what they're paying for. In that moment, if your response is, ah, I don't mind really, because I just love doing it. This is this is the alarm bells going off if you weren't sure what that noise was. This is a real problem because if you are using I love what I do as an excuse to mask overwork, overcompensating, all of these things which can cause either uh, you to have money problems or energy problems or maybe even relationship problems. You know, if you're so obsessed with it that you don't really have time for the other people in your life, you're always um, thinking about work or doing work or talking about work, then something else has to give. And the, the same applies to um, time management. When, we, when we've done the podcasts on saying yes and saying no, when we're saying yes too much of the time, when that's out of balance, we have to notice what is it we're accidentally saying no to. So you can keep saying yes to things and it doesn't feel like, it feels like you're just, you know, doing all the right things but we're accidentally saying no to other things by saying yes to everything. And it's very similar in terms of I love what I do. It will mean that something else is going to have to give and you might not even notice that that's happening. I was watching a movie the other day and the, the, it was a, a man and a woman couple and the man said, she, she said something about how much time he was spending working. And he said, I do it for the family. I do it so that we can enjoy nice things. I do it, la, la, la. So in his head, he was very justified in working long hours. In her head, she was like, well, if the family is so important, then why aren't you with us? Why aren't you spending time with us? So again, 
you know, it's possible for us, and I think it's a human trait, really, to find a good reason for what we want to do, whichever side of the coin we're on, you know, whatever perspective we have on a particular debate, we will look for the thing that supports what we believe, what we want and what we're driven to do. And so in that moment, it's really just saying, well, where's the balance? You know, is this out of kilter? Is the amount of time, effort, energy, thinking space that you spend on your work, whatever your work might be. And I'm, I mean work in the loosest terms entirely because it may be that it's a hobby. Um, I can remember a few years ago, my mum, because she traced her own family having been adopted, she got into genealogy and she got very, very good at it and she was doing it for lots of people. She didn't ask for payment, she just did it for friends and family and... Uh, she was fascinated. She absolutely loved it. But sometimes she she had terrible, terrible backache from having sat focused on um, scans of microfiches. You know, in the olden days, you'd have to be in a library with a microfiche. Then um, they photographed them all. So you'd be on the Internet trawling through photographs of microfiches with um, pe- people's um, birth, deaths and marriages absolutely exhausting but she loved it so she didn't really notice that she was hungry or that she'd worked way into the night time or that she was thinking about it 24 7 it's really hard whether it's work whether it's a hobby whether it's a favor for a friend whatever it is it's really hard to notice what you need and how you are if that thing just takes up all of your time and energy and it's it's no bad thing that it happens. It is a bad thing when we don't notice that it's happening and start to find a little bit of balance. And that's really what we're all about. In every one of these podcasts, in all the work that I do with teams, in all the work I do when I go in and help a whole organisation to look at stress and how to reduce it, how to manage it, how to help managers to manage it, all of that stuff, really it always comes down to balance. And there are rarely things in life that are all good or all bad. They're actually about balance. So eating would be the perfect example. You know, eating is neither good nor bad when it's in balance. So how can you find balance if you love what you do, whether that's inside of work, outside of work? (sighs) Finding some balance. Sometimes on singing programs and cookery programs, anything where there's a competition, they'll often say, you know, you can't just yell the whole time. You need to have some uh, light and shade as you're singing. And the same with cooking. You know, if it's all wow, pow, spices that that hit your mouth with every mouthful, they need, um, you know, you need something smooth, you need something crunchy, you need something spicy, you need something cooling. It's all about balance isn't it? Surely. (laughs) Okay, so Hans Selye, who is the godfather of the word stress, has written some really good stuff around it. And one of the things that he talks about is adaptive energy. And that's the energy we use when we thought we hadn't got any left. Don't use it all up. That's not what it's for. It's for emergencies only. It's like smashing the glass and getting that last Um, a little bit of energy that you need. So think about that and think about tuning in. So we're going to finish off with a little tune in. So I hope you'll join me for the final technique. 
So we're going to combine the thing we did at the very beginning, the four, six breath, with a tuning in. If you're driving or operating machinery, or if you're driving machinery, if you're doing something that requires your concentration, then keep your eyes wide open and just do the breathing part of this. But if you're hands-free and in a situation where you can do the whole technique, then I'd like you to put one hand on your chest and one on your tummy. Did you know that in your digestive system, you have a second brain? Oh my goodness. And when you are healthy in your tummy, it also means that you're healthy in terms of your immune system and your stress levels. We'll talk all about that. I think we should do another podcast about that. But just for now, let's have one hand on our tummy so that we're listening to that second brain. And we've got one hand on our heart. We have brain cells in our heart as well. Oh my goodness, so many parts of the body that are ultra clever and give us clues as to what's going on. And then if it's safe for you to do so, gently close your eyes and begin to breathe that breath again, the four, six breaths. So you're breathing in for four, breathing out for six. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six. And I'd like you to continue with that breath at your own pace, changing the numbers if you need to. If you want to reduce them a little because it's a bit long for you. Or if you feel like you've got a lot more to give and that it's comfortable for you to do a lot longer breath then do that or just count quicker or slower and then notice that breath notice how it makes you feel just these few moments of concentrated four six breathing is going to make a difference to your ability to concentrate anxiety levels Moments of calm, it's going to help you to sleep better, it's going to regulate your blood pressure, it's going to make such a lot of difference to so many things, decision making, appetite, all kinds of things. So carry on with that four, six breathing and at the same time, I want you to just be noticing. So what we're doing here is we're tuning in, noticing what's going on for you. When you love what you do, you stop noticing that you're hungry, thirsty, need the loo. You think, oh, I'll just do this first. I'll just do this first. Or as I was saying earlier, you are thinking about work, even though you're supposed to be enjoying watching the television or a film or um, out with friends. And so you can use this four, six breathing to just bring yourself back into the very moment that you're in rather than being lost in the thoughts uh, that are about your work or your business or whatever it is that you are um, out of balance focused on. Now, I'm not saying that loving what you do is a problem in itself. Of course, I'm not. I'm saying it's about balance. When you lose sight of that balance, then that's when it's a problem. And usually we're out of balance when we lose sight. We are not tuned in inside. We're all focused on the outside. And so that's what we want to do. We want to bring the focus in. So continuing now, just a few more goes. Four breaths, four counts as you breathe in. 
Six counts as you breathe out. And just enjoying that rhythm, that flow, knowing that the brain is focused on your count, on my words, on your breath, just that ebb and flow, that rhythm, enjoying that focus. And I hope that already you can start to notice that you may well have slowed your heart rate down a little bit, increased the oxygen in the body, calmed down that part of the deep middle brain that reacts when we're not breathing well and bringing yourself into a state of calm. So if you want to, after this podcast is finished, you can just carry on with your 4-6 breath for as long as it's convenient until you get drawn into something. And then remember to take a moment, you know, maybe when the kettle's boiling or when you're reading something, sitting quietly, any time where your mind thinks about how you're feeling, you can just bring in that 4-6 breath. It's really simple. There are so many different breathing techniques, but that one is pretty much as simple as it gets and can make a huge difference done for even just a minute of the day. So don't think it's got to be a huge amount. (sighs) I'm feeling more relaxed. I hope you are. So I'm going to finish off with a huge thank you to the Feel Good Club for supporting the work that I do. Thanks to Mia and Val and Emma and Carol and Stacey and Deb. And I hope that you have now discovered my new website. So if you visit pamburrows.com, you can see it's all gone pink. (laughs) I've gone really, really just trying to have a website that kind of feels like I do you know it's all a bit daft there's a I even something did something I thought I would never do which is to have a photograph of me in my pink tutu and a cowboy hat when I was camping but actually I want you to know who I am and then if that suits you too and it doesn't put you off then you know that we can work together and it was it will it will have some um, some good outcomes. So uh, so do have a look, pamburrows.com and also find me on YouTube. Uh, the free spa happened uh, this week. So it's usually the last Monday of the month. This week, it was a week early because we have a bank holiday at the end of May. But hopefully you'll join me at some point for the free spa. You can find out all about that on my website too and find tickets for it on Eventbrite. Uh, The tickets for June aren't available yet, but will be soon. So if there's any other way that I can help you, or perhaps I can help your organisation to reduce some stress and avoid burnout, I'd be delighted to talk about it. So feel free to email me, pam at pamburrows.com. And in the meantime, please take care of your very precious self. Bye for now.